PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Gentlemen, how's it going? Welcome to a lazy, lazy episode of Cinema Crespities. So it's 4.39. I'm feeling fine. Drew Cogburn's in shades. How's it going, Slick? Doing. All right. You look like you're doing. You feeling good? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad you're in shades and chilling because I am still in vacation mode. Vacation mode. Yeah, man, it's been a week of vacay, which means it really comes to my media diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, family vacation's fun, but it's when there's like extended family, and then uh, there's like one TV. It's trying to pick something for everyone to Ooh. watch, so I don't even bother trying to take. No, no I end uh-huh. up. Hey guys, have you heard of? Uh, <laughs> have you heard of Takashi Miyake? Uh, although you, you guys want to watch Possessor on Hulu? <laughs> It's new. They were concerned with wanting to watch something new. It's, it's new. new. It's new. It's new. St. Maude just came out on Amazon Prime. You guys want to watch that? Do you guys remember Jennifer Jason Lee? <laughs> what, what came out on Prime? St. Maude. <laughs> <laughs> My mom would hate both of those movies so, so much. Which is probably why I love them so, yeah. so much. Yeah, they're great. They're yeah. great, great movies. They're amazing. Uh, no, this is a crowd that, uh, like, listening to them talk about movies, because, you know, just everyone's hanging out, doing whatever. It's older people. Is, mm-hmm. You know, I'm definitely the youngest there. Me and my brother, only he was there for a couple years. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, Grown Ups. That's a funny movie. That's a good one. Uh, what else were they talking about? Couples Retreat. Yeah, they, they brought that one up. Couples Retreat's a fun one. You know, big Vince Vaughn fans. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is okay. right. That's what they're going for. That's yeah. the audience we're working with here. Uh, at one point, my dad puts on... Chan Park, Chan Wook Park's The Handmaiden. Okay. At like one thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a vacation. Time doesn't make sense anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some that... people are inside, some people are outside. Still. My aunt spent some time watching TV and movies because uh, she's not really much of a pool person, right? Uh, and they put it on, and now I'm like, I'm thinking, should I say something? No, please? no. Because no. first off, they're uh-huh. already there's like five of them, and they're debating. Well, this looks like it may be um, have subtitles, say which nothing. means we're gonna have to read it. Say nothing. And then it pops up. Not only are there subtitles, the yellow ones are Chinese and the white ones are Korean, so you, <laughs> so you can keep track that they're or Japanese, yeah, Japanese and Korean. So that's, anyway, and uh, and then it started, and like within a couple minutes, most of the people are like, "Yeah, not for me," and they left. My aunt like stayed and watched the entire thing. 
Uh, along for her? along with uh, another person who was there, who like came in later, but then sat and watched a little it. bit of cultural enlightenment. They were like, <laughs> at the end, they're like, "That was good, but weird." Oh, you, that, that is just the tip of the weird iceberg. Yeah. And, like, and I'm in the room, so the reason why I even observe any of this happening is because it's a big ass house that we're renting, and I have my computer there, and I'm working on uh, putting together some. What was I? I think I was editing. Uh, uh, radicalizing rednecks they put out a memorial day episode i was like i guess i'm i'm doing some editing right that's why i brought my computer so i'm mm-hmm. working watching this happen in the distance over there and uh it's a sexy ass movie i didn't yeah. i never had the heart to tell them that they were sitting down <laughs> for a, a psychosexual lesbian awakening erotic thriller uh-huh. of sorts pretty much yeah cross-cultural and uh man like the fourth uh sex scene into the movie all that shit they, yeah. they were like what is this movie they, they, were commenting <laughs> on, they were joking about it but also like I could tell they were, they were over In, it yeah. not into it not into it at o- all over that they were yeah. over that the, this is not a crowd that would be open to that kind of <laughs> exploration group exploration yeah. anyway very funny uh, situation scene uh, and then when it was over I mean she watched the whole thing she was like alright hey yeah <laughs> the handmaiden pretty yeah. good I was like alright good for you you want to watch Old Boy? <laughs> Same we're gonna, we're gonna We're going to take this a step further. I was trying to think. What else could I... <clears throat> Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, maybe? Female lead, maybe that'll get him through to you. Everything else? <laughs> the insanity? That, yeah, that cracks me up. Maybe they'll... Maybe... She maybe have already seen Stoker. Have you seen that one with Nicole Kidman and Saoirse uh, Ronan, I believe? No. That's Chadwick Park's only English language film. Uh, and not Tom Hiddleston. What's his name? Hedges? No. Lucas? That other guy. The one from Watchmen, maybe? Ozymandias. Oh, that guy. That guy. Matthew Good. G-O-O-D-E. I think it's that guy. He's sort of like a... He's not Dan Stevens. He's like... In my head, he's not Dan Stevens. He's not Dan Stevens. He's not Dan Stevens. For me, he's he's sort of uh, Hiddleston adjacent. Okay, for me, he's Stevens adjacent. (laughs) Yeah, no matter what, he does not have his own lane. He's trafficking in other people's uh, shit. Whenever I see that guy, I'm like, hey, that's not... (laughs) Yeah, oh, it's not that guy. It's like Haley Bennett. I'm like, oh, wait. That's not Jennifer Lawrence. It always takes me <laughs> uh-huh, a second. I'm yeah. like, man, Jennifer Lawrence looks still. Oh, oh, that's not her. Yeah. That's not her. <laughs> that's on me. Um, and then, uh, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say something else, and then I totally forgot. Yeah. And uh, vacation mode, baby. Is that, like, is that Dan Stevens? No, it's not Dan Stevens. What? Yeah, all the time with Dan Stevens. Well, Dan Stevens. So I mean, look at that guy. He's just a. And he's, handsome, got, and he's, he's a handsome white fellow, and he's got two white first names. Bob Evans might as well be. <laughs> And he got popular. He's got his start really like blowing up a bit with. Um, I was about to say Abbey Road, Downton, <laughs> Downton, Downton Abbey, yeah. and uh, he was a little a bit thicker because he's playing like an aristocrat, uh, you know, a soft, soft kind of guy. So he had some weight. I don't know if that was more natural for him or if he put it on for the role. Uh, and then when he lost all the weight, people were like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this guy. Same thing with Eric Bana for um, Chopper. Chopper. Oh, yeah. He put on that weight. I was under the assumption for a long time. That's that how he, he started. That he was just a fat guy and then lost weight when no. he came to California. Uh, but, no, I read pretty recently that he, um, I think it was doing research, actually, for our re- recent Patreon on the biggest box office bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, that the uh, he put on like twenty to forty pounds to to look more like the the guy, mm-hmm. 
And and then that movie blew them up in Australia. Movie and then fucking insane. And international. Yeah, it's a great Chopper. People check out Chopper. And then to go back a little further, with sort of adjacent to that, this is a real tangential run we're going on here. A little bit of romper stomper if you're in this no. uh, uh, Australian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or is that New Zealand also? We're not Australian. Either way. Either way, they're both uh, ooh, interesting. And then yeah. it's and then it's Young Crow. No, exactly. Young Crow playing a fucking Nazi. <laughs> yeah, man, he ain't cool. He's not, he's not cool in the movie, but he's like young and skinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh-huh. you're like, oh, wow, look at this guy. This is, And that's only f- five or six years, maybe. Maybe less before Gladiator. And then Kaboom. Was that in reference to his waistline? Oh, we're actually I mean, going to talk, talk a little bit more about Russell Crowe in the second half of the show. Actually, we'll talk a little bit more about him now. I watched, like, half-heartedly the first 20-so minutes of uh, State of Play, which I think I watched before and yeah. then completely forgot. Yeah, you, you did completely forget it, because every time I, I'm like, wait a minute, did I see that movie? And then I read the plot, and I'm like, yes. Oh, right. yeah, I've seen this. Then you start watching, and all oh, yeah, this comes yeah. back to me. Uh, but, yeah, it was like, man, this movie had David Harbour, mm-hmm. um, uh, Ben Affleck, 10 years, 12 years ago now, yeah. looking skinny. Not Fat Fleck. Like, what the fuck? He, this is, I'm so used to Ben Affleck now. Yeah. And um, Thick Fleck. I'm used to that Thick Fleck with two Cs, uh, which is fine. It's, you know, dead bonds or, or normalized now, I guess, or something or other. I have no idea what's going on. We're all, we're all uh, ants on an anthill just waiting to be blown away into wind. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Completely. And, uh, oh, yeah, Eric Mana, going back to him, he, he actually, like, lost... Just when we, I thought he lost that weight, he just went back to being handsome. No, that's not fair. I thought, <laughs> I thought he was a fat guy who did the work. No, nope. he was always a skinny guy who worked to be fat. Yep. It's like, oh man, you see the pictures of Mark Wahlberg? He, he put on, they put out pictures of him. I, they added prosthetics to his face. Well, yeah, but he's still he he's still fucking super thick underneath that fat. So he's like he's more stout than he, fat. He is stout, but he has now it's like his belly has gotten pretty big. But they made him give, they gave him jowls too. It looks like he did some pretty good makeup work. Uh, but he's put on a ton of weight for whatever dumb movie he's doing that's not going to be good. No, exactly. <laughs> it's it's going to suck. What was uh-huh. the last good Mark Wahlberg movie, man? Ah, uh, dead. Uh, the Departed. No, that's too long ago. There's got to be some more recent than The Departed. Na- name it. Uh, oh, boy. You put me in the spot. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm name gonna it. pulling on my collar. Transformers, that one where he's nope. the father of the, uh, this, no. the girl daughter, was, uh, the uh, underage daughter who's getting fucked by I was, the... Uh, I was about to say, the, yeah. That was weird. Romeo and Juliet. Lol. The guy has that weird. in his wallet. That is deviant. Yeah. Mike, Michael Bay is like, oh, I can do that in Texas. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I guess the Departed. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> How about Pain and Gain? That's a fun movie. Oh, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll oh, give you Pain and Gain. Yeah, there we go. That was that. Yeah, totally. Cause, well, and it's almost because he's satirically pay, playing like an a, even more ridiculous version of himself. Yeah, playing into that more. And then uh, I enjoyed him in the other guys. Okay. So that's more comedic, yeah. right? But still, yeah. that, that, and then it's also sort of playing off him being like, a, "I'm a meathead guy." Yeah, just playing off his strengths there. Anytime where he's just like, "I'm a cop" or "I'm a criminal," it's like, "Yeah, <laughs> all right, we get it. it's the same person." Um, I did watch Raya and the Last Dragon on the Disney Plus. I didn't do much this week no. uh, besides uh, get get burnt by the sun and then apply lotion on my skin and then slather on some more sunblock and then go out there and get why do I keep why do I keep going out? I'm so addicted. Because you want the skin cancer. I, I, I just take it. You want God, it. please. Just, <laughs> f- please end it now. 
Because if you don't, I got to go to work tomorrow. And that, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. You know, you do. No, that's good. Uh, yeah. No, you got to. What yeah. if I go to work like uh, like this? Like just open, shirt open. It's like, do you? Uh, you tell me what happens. I don't work at your oh, job. Oh, boy. They may have an issue with it. <laughs> <laughs> they might have an issue with it. Ryan the Last Dragon came out on Disney. I got a push notification on my phone. It said, hey, this shit's out. And I was like, oh, shit. I should watch it. I should watch it. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was, like, I, I was like, I should now, watch this. Now that, it's, now that it's free on the D+. That, well, not free, but that if, you, if you have access to the D+. And then also they didn't pay the... They did that uh, $30 access, like pr- premiere access thing you could do. Yeah. Uh, if it's coming anyway, why, why? I don't need it early. No, I can wait. Shit. So much stuff to watch right now. So, um... I got a push notification, so I just had to wait till like ten thirty at night when all the old people went to bed. It's like, okay, now I can use the TV for my personal. Because I also wasn't gonna be like, hey, you guys want to watch this um, animated, animated, animated thing based on Chinese mythology? Yes, maybe actually, maybe they would have been fine with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Drew, I think you should check it out. Yeah. really for like the animation is pretty cool. They they look they did a mix of some styles. It's mostly three D animated, and uh. There is a thing where doing 3D animation of people, like it's quote realistic, trying to go somewhat realistic looking people. It's uh, always a bad idea. Because it, it's like Uncanny Valley type of like. There's always something wrong. Like there's parts of their face that look real. Yeah. And then like their mouth moves and you're like, okay, now shit's fucked up. Yeah, this is strange. What the hell is going on? Or even if they go with a more stylized look at times, then when they, they move realistically, it's like, whoa, that's kind of uh, weird. Startling. Yeah. And then they cut to animated water and it's like, is that just a shot of real water? <laughs> <laughs> Some of those water simulations. Like, is that just... Well, are yeah. they cheating? It's Lion King type shit where like, I can't trust animals anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, go to Animal Kingdom. Are these just projections? What's going could on be. I've seen. I saw the Lion King. Yeah, I've I, seen I, it now. I, I, I know <laughs> what a 3D rendered giraffe looks like. And it looks like a goddamn real giraffe. Yeah, so, so, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you guys. You've ruined us for trusting things now. We can't even believe our own eyeballs no more. Not when it comes to animals. Uh, now, I, now, now, I just assume all the nature documentaries are just 3D animated Yeah, all, Disney, all the new planet Earth yeah. stuff. It's just like... It's just this, Disney. It's their most advanced stuff that they've yet to give us. Yeah. Like, oh, we have to, we can't blow to people's minds yet so much. We have to pretend that there's a delineation. Like, no, we're on to you. This, we know the conspiracy shit. Um, yeah, it's a fun movie, man. It's cool. Yeah. It's a cool, fun movie. The animation, they're, at times in the beginning, they do a little bit of 2D animation okay. style. Yeah. And I sort of was like, I kind of wish the movie was like more in this style. It kind of reminded me there were bits of. Mitchell's V the Machines, the okay. the nice mix of animation styles, um, like concurrently together worked out pretty well. Although huge swaths of it is just a now traditional 3D no. style, right? Uh, it's not a Pixar movie. It's Disney animation, so let it be known, you ain't you're not gonna get the fee fees as much watching this thing. Oh, yeah, you know, uh-huh. it, it's a little more down the middle, a little more crowd pleasing. And uh, also kind of, you know, in its way predictable. Like, even the way they set up the story. Like, okay, so this is what the story's going to be. And then they're like, here's exposition. Like, here's what the story's going to be. Like, oh, I knew it. And then as they start, like, gathering the the team together, I'm like, yeah, I knew it. And then it ends. Like, yeah, well, I saw that one. Yeah. Uh, the very ending is pretty, so pretty imaginative. And my favorite part 
I think the part you'll like the most is the depiction of the movie's uh, bad guy. So the MacGuffin of the movie is dragon magic, mm-hmm. and dragons were the thing that were holding back like the most worst evil possible that was trying to consume, that was plaguing the earth, yeah. and that's called a drone. And uh, the way the drone is like this purple, globby, uh, almost electrified thing that moves around really quickly and, and takes things over and turns up uh, people and, and like animals into stone is what it you know no. so that's, that's a very old Asian thing right turning people into into stone did they just like the Medusa story which came first Chinese terracotta army or uh, <coughs> or the story of the Gorgon uh, mirror, mirror don't know stone head I'm, I'm sure either way there's probably a story that predates both of them right exactly god damn it from somewhere else so steal from the best <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so that's actually super cool. The when the bad guy shows it, like, whoa, that's that's fun looking, and it's uh, it was good. It was a good movie. I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, and yeah, hard not to. It's hard not to to not like it. I think you got, if you don't like the story, the basic story stuff, you got to be pretty cynical because it's just like unity and we love each other, and no. work together, and we are united. You know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The, all the dragon stuff is cool. Aquafina is the voice of the dragon, okay. and uh, and it's interesting how it's she's a dragon, but then she can change it to like a human to to blend in for most of the movie because she's the last dragon. People can't be freaking out that there's still a mm-hmm. dragon. Uh, and they animate her to sort of look Aquafina-ish, but her voice trips me out, man, because she sounds like an old Jewish lady. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. I think that's her voice. She yeah. just sounds like an old, s- s- smoked-out Jewish lady. Yeah. Uh, but she's not. But she's not. She's Aquafina. It's enjoyable. It's a fun movie. I okay. like it. I definitely like it. And, and if you got Disney+, Plus, it's for sure worth it. Um, let's, again, it's deeper into media diet stuff. I watched most of, again, Vacation Mode, right? I, quote, watched, quote, most of Episode one of uh, uh, Modoc Chicken. Oh, and what do you think? Hey, you know, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. it doesn't get much better or worse, right? As the case I, I, had a, I had a feeling it was yeah. like some of it was like, oh, okay, that's funny. Yeah. And then some things felt like, oh, that must be a deep pull to some sort of reference yeah. that I don't uh-huh. get, I bet yeah. you, uh, for like real nerdos, people who are like, oh, shit, the Modoc show, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Pat Oswalt's a good choice for that kind of role, obviously. I wasn't expecting, I didn't go into any marketing. I just was like, all right, just turn this on and see what it is. I didn't know it was going to be such a, um, sort of a take on a sitcom. Like, ish, yeah. Yeah, like a modern sitcom, like yeah. a modern family. He's living at home, he's in the suburbs, it's his wife. I was like, oh, that's cute. And then within five minutes, I was like, hmm. <laughs> is, this, is this a show? Kind of. Is this a show? Parts of it. So, so it's fine. It's fine. It's definitely something to put on, like, you know, while you're dicking around or whatever, no. or, or you're just doing something. You or, really don't have to pay all that much attention. You're like, I want to I want to look at TikTok, but I don't want to feel like I'm just on my phone looking at TikTok, yeah. so I'll put the TV on, too. And then I'll say <laughs> I'm watching TV, but really, I'm on, I'm on TikTok. You know what's a fun, speaking of animation and TikTok, you know what's a fun TikTok trend that's happening right now, although it's also secretly brainwashing, uh, uh, corporate-free advertising, etc.? People are, like, posting videos and then sometimes voiceover, sometimes with a uh, text on the screen, but it all ends with um, the uh, in parentheses, close parentheses, AS for Adult Swim, and it's like somewhere, usually somewhere small or whatever. So there's this whole Adult Swim trend of people just putting up their own like well, yeah, Adult Swim style in, uh, interstitial, yeah, yeah, interstitial videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Adult Swim pioneered that shit. Watch our streams. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's true. 
They were doing TV memes. Yeah, before memes were memes. Yeah, in 2004, 2005, before YouTube, they were doing yeah. that shit. Little, those little jokey jokes real quick. Yeah. So it's pretty funny to see people uh, like do it, but then it's all like, yeah, but they're still giving this giant corporation free advertising, but yeah, we're having fun. Who gives a shit? We're all going to die still, anyway. Like, Adult Swim was like a side part of Cartoon Network, which, which is, you know, mm. the... Redheaded stepchild of what giant conglomerate? Viacom. There we go. Mm, Warner Media. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Media. Warner Media. Discovery. <laughs> I think it's the name. Okay. There may be an also story in the second half of the show. Really going to rely on the second half of the show to do a lot of the heavy lifting here for sure. Right now we're just dicking around. Drink some more of that drink. Drink some more of that drink. My drink. Drink my drink. Had a croissant sandwich this morning. Never had a croissant. Had a bag of Cheetos this week. Ooh, Cheetos. I haven't man. had Cheetos in time. so long. I haven't had them in so long, man. They're so good. I was like, you know what? I'll just have a couple of Cheetos. No, bag gone. Bag later. <laughs> huh. <laughs> That's how that happens. Yeah, it's exactly how that happens. Interesting. Interesting. Um, they had an Xbox One at that house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, well, shit, let me, let me get, I'm trying to get back into the gaming. It's been a few years. Let me do it. Let me do it, son. They only had a couple of games. What games did they have? Uh, they had, uh, well, they had three Xbox 360 games that were not backwards compatible with the one. Okay, cool. So I was like, that, that, what the that's fuck, That's stupid. Yeah, that's like, one of them was, <clears throat> was like a Sega Genesis collection thing. I was like, oh, this looks like fun. That's the first thing I put in. It didn't work. Didn't work. Fuck you guys. Cruel and unusual. Um, Lego Hobbit didn't play it. Lego ah, something else didn't, didn't play, play it. it. And uh, Gears of War Ultimate Edition. I never got into the Gears series. I never even played frame one of any of the games. I tried. I tried playing the first one, and for whatever reason, it didn't click. I, like, think, I didn't. Yeah, I think this is probably the one. I think it's just an updated, like Ultimate Version, Ultimate Edition yeah. of the of the because it's just a Gears of War. There was no like two or three. Oh, I have okay. no idea what the franchise is like there, right? And uh, so I threw that on, and you know, I picked it up over time. Played it twenty minutes here, twenty minutes there. Got through whatever Act One is. I have no on casual mode because yeah. I haven't gamed in a minute. Mm-hmm. But also figured since it's just a, a run-around shooter, three, uh, uh, third-person shooter, I figured it'd be pretty easy to pick up, which it was. Yeah. It was that, all that shit comes back to you. And, uh, uh, you know, it didn't grab me either, man. I, I was, like, playing the game. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get why people are so enamored by this thing. And then it got to a point in the game where uh, you get the Hammer of Doom. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Hammer of Doom. I've actually heard reference to this thing in pop culture uh, in reference to, like, coolest video game guns or something. Like, okay. oh, man, I'd love to have me a Hammer of Doom. I'm like, oh, shit, I got this. Let me see what this thing does. And it is fun, but it's just a... Um, it tells you right away, essentially, what it is. It's like, hey, it's, in order to use this thing, you need an open sky and uh, a linked-up satellite. Which oh, it's just a satellite the beam. You target something, and then a beam comes down. Uh, Fallout New Vegas has a weapon like that where you use a solar a solar array connected to a satellite. Yeah, and you can just, just vaporize like. Entire area. There you go. Yeah. So I did like how. Um, so there's like little bad guys. Not little. They're the same size as you. But they're yeah. bad guys that are running around. They gotta shoot. They look exactly like your partners. Everyone. It's all every your your 
your squadron and yourself, you're all a murky brown. The bad guys are all a murky, murky brown, brown, and then the board you're running around on is murky, murky brown. brown. It, I'm like, I can't see. Am I just old? <laughs> I can't see shit in this fucking game. <clears throat> but then there are times when, like, uh, push, something bursts up out of the ground. It's like a huge monster type thing. And it's just in the beginning of the game, so I imagine things get bigger later. I'm sure. I was enjoying the big monster stuff. But then it's just, like, hammer, doom, and a couple times. Uh, so I'm like, eh. If I did pick up an Xbox, uh, you know, here for the house, Gears of War wouldn't be... I wouldn't want to be like, oh, shit, that, 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 that was a lot of fun. Let me get back into that. So, that was a bit of a bit of a bummer. It's okay. Um, you can't like everything, Chris. That's true. No, you cannot. It's impossible. It's impossible. If you do like everything, you're a simpleton. Yeah. Right? That's the way that works. I think so. Um, Perhaps. I did enjoy the first 500 pages of uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. Okay. Which uh, I started reading on Friday. I spent mostly Friday and Saturday reading. I'm like, fuck this video game. Mm. So I, I read my book that brought me Tom Wolf's Bonfire of the Vanities. You ever read it? No. You ever see the movie? No. Uh, you know what it's about? No. But you've heard of it though, right? Yes. It's got that name. That's a great name. Bonfire of the Vanities. I've never even thought, what does this even mean? No Bonfire. When you read the book, it's like, oh, okay, I automatically definitely understand it. Um, I didn't bother looking at what the plot was or nothing. I never saw the movie. I want to see the movie. It's a Brian De Palma movie. It's one of the Brian De Palma movies I haven't seen, and I'm trying to plug up those BDP holes. Mm -hmm. uh, so, But there's also a book called The Devil's Candy. Okay. This, uh, it's much like that I read over there, uh, Future Noir, that Blade Runner book. So this some lady got access to Brian De Palma's set, like all the way in the beginning, not even like in pre-production, and she was there documenting the entire thing. And the book just came out. I don't know why she oh, did nice. all these research then, but the book comes out now, all these years later, and uh, it's about the making of the movie, which is a, a well-known disaster. Of epic proportions, and uh, I can't wait to to read that book. But I want context for that book, yeah. so I want to watch the movie. But in order to be properly disappointed by Brian De Palma's movie, I need to read Tom Wolf's book, <laughs> right? To, to do it properly. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I read I read most of the book. It's a fucking great book. It's but it's Tom Wolf though. I've only read the the right stuff is uh, his book about the the. Gemini program and Apollo and all that, uh, which is based on real events, right? Mm -hmm. So he can only flourish as much as he's writing that. But this is a straight-up novel, so it's like the descriptions, man, the way he describes people's clothing, everyone. You got to know absolutely every piece of clothing that they're wearing. It's a very, very dense uh, prose, but very readable and enjoyable. And the story, uh, it's interesting. Once you get to page 100 on those books, it's like you're either in and you're out. And on this one, I got to like page 100. I was like, whoa, <laughs> things are coming together. Things are coming together. I am in. Now, <clears throat> now I'm seeing the structure of the book. And uh, it's good. It's good. I got to say, you know, I'm definitely enjoying it. So but, uh, that, that, that's been that's been my my week. Half watching TV and and then trying to read as much of this book as possible. For uh, I got to get back to real life. And, you know, no. and the times suck. Uh-huh. The suck. Yeah. Um. So how about you, Drew? I, I had a long week of the suck. You you <laughs> you've already been in the suck. I bet I've been in the suck. You need a vacation, bro. This, I've been in the suck six days this week. You did a six day suck week. Uh -huh. That sucks. <laughs> uh, but I did have time for uh, a new show. Uh, I started w watching. It's it's currently going. I think on season three. Mm -hmm. So I watched seasons one and two. Season one six episodes. Season two eleven episodes. 
uh, on Hulu. It's a FX show, I guess. It's called Mister In Between. Okay, I've seen I've seen something about this online. What's this one all about? Uh, Australian hitman who has oh, a family life as what? well. I have a family, but also kill people. So he's got so he's got, so he's got a daughter, but he's a you know he he he's a career criminal as well. Okay. And it's, it's good. A lot, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun. It, uh, I enjoy it. Yeah. Does it skew what dark comedy? Oh uh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, action. Yes, there's there's been a decent amount of action. There is some straight up drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I guess it's just my sense of humor. But I've I'm watching it as a fucking black comedy. Sure. Because a lot of the violence is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they go <laughs> they go that way a little over the top with the with some. Well, of the not violence. not 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 over the top. Just the purpose of the violence is mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous. I kind of want to spoil it for anybody. Fair. So. Fair. So seasons one and two. I done. Seasons one and two. You watch it on Hulu, but it's an FX yeah. show. FX uh-huh. on Hulu. Yeah, exactly. So Mr. In Between. It's an Aussie production, so everybody. Everyone's talking all funny. Yeah. Oh, I love that They'll talk about drinking cuppas. Cuppas. Do you ever talk about uh, 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 a cup lo- of tea? A cup of teas. How about uh, all a cup? You want a cup? I'm making a cup. Lolly, lolly. They call nope. lollipops uh, sucky, sucky sweet. Do you ever, okay. ever give a daughter a sucky sweet? That sounds dirty as fuck. You want me to give you a, daughter, uh, a sucky sweet? I give her a sucky sweet. That sounds really dirty, Chris. That's what it is. I'm sorry, mate. It's just what we call lollipops. Now, <laughs> don't don't relax, mate. We got chocolate sucky sweets <laughs> and vanilla sucky sweets. <laughs> Uh, all right, Mister In Between. Excellent. All right. So I should should I, should I add it to the list? I mean, it, I think it's worth watching. Okay, definitely worth watching. Like on the oh, you haven't watched Mister Mercedes yet. I was gonna say yeah. like it sounds like a sort of Mister Mercedes type of show where it's like yeah, it's good. Definitely like give it a, give it a watch if you want to. Yeah. You know, if you're into like the Bre- Brandy Brandy Gleesey Brenson Brenson Glissons, the Brendan Glissons. No, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, what else you got for me? That's it. I mean, shit. You watch seasons one and two of an entire show. Seventeen episodes, half hour piece. Half an hour. That helps. So that actually helps quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but still, that's yeah. That's a, that's a decent amount. Where you watch them in chunks, like four or five episode chunks. No, uh, like yeah, like three or four episodes at a time. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. Whenever I had a couple hours to spare. That's the name. Before I fell asleep. That's a damn <laughs> damn name of the game these days, man. Trying to find them hours. It's brutal. But you know what? We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're all relaxed. We're chill. We're having a good time. We're listening to to chill tunes and we're we got cool vibes. And I'm just getting a little bit of time here so we get to thirty <laughs> minutes. And uh, you know, just life is Life is uh, bad, but <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't always have to be. Always. Not always. It shouldn't be always. It, right, it shouldn't be. I mean, if it is always, I mean, you might want to think about ending it. I mean... Boy. I mean, what's the point if it's always bad? Maybe the point is getting to listen to the second half of Cinema Crespedisa, which we're not going to take away from you guys. You deserve even this sweet respite from Daily Pain. You think this is relaxing for people? <laughs> I hope. I so, don't know. So we were writing about how I, terrible the world I, is? I have no idea. Um, oh, you know what I did watch? Also, at my media diet, a couple episodes, newly produced episodes of the game show America Says, which is on the Game Show Network. It's a, just a version of, like, top five, then oh, top okay. seven type of thing. Uh, we did a survey, according to our survey. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to play along with at home, and John Michael Higgins is the host, so it's, it's a likable show. But these are episodes that have been pandemic-produced. We've been watching 2018 episodes for, like, a year and a half now. Okay. Uh, these are newly produced ones, and... 
the team should like everyone's spread out the the sets bigger everyone's spread out i don't think there's an audience i'm like this sucks man it's just reminding me of the outside world like <laughs> i want you guys to pretend that everything's okay so i can pretend everything's okay you know what i mean well i mean florida you, you can pretend everything's okay already i mean oh people have been doing that for months yeah yeah people I mean, there's, that. there's really people do that for yeah months. yeah no, so today it was one of the first times I've went into a, a Publix without my mask on. Just yeah, being like fuck it, I'm, it's been, I'm vaccinated. It's been two weeks since I stopped wearing my mask in public because you're vaxxed. Because I'm vaxxed. You're fully vaxxed. I'm fully vaxxed. That's interesting, Cockburn. That's what I'm talking so. about. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I had a burp there. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> or oh, that's for my ASMR heads. Actually, that, did you guys? I'll pump up the volume a bit. So make sure you heard it. Uh, all right, we're going to take this break. We're going to be right back, and then we're going to talk about movie news, streaming news, biz stuff. I think we even got a little bit of hot gas. No emails. No Facebook group comments. Well, it's summertime. People got, hopefully, better things to do with their time. And you know what? If people aren't sending stuff in because they're enjoying their summer, <laughs> that's totally fine. Totally fine. We'll be right back. How you doing? Uh, hope you're chilling like we are. Uh, we're feeling extra slouchy in this laid back edition of So More And it's how's it going, Drew? Excellent, excellent, my man. That's right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We're on TikTok Cinema Crespity, so go there to look at my dumb vacation videos because who gives a shit? I don't. Thank you. Uh, Cinema Crispy so on Instagram for other things. Pictures. Pictures, mostly. Aren't there videos there, too? There are. You know, they copy off each other. Facebook, delete your account. And Twitter, at Crispity So. Crispity So. Patreon.com slash Crispity So. That's what I wanted to mention. So go to Patreon.com. Search for Crispity So. Or just go straight to Patreon.com slash Crispity So. And uh, you know what you'll find there? You'll be shocked. But you'll find bonus episodes posted every Friday. Uh, One to five dollars a month gets you access to these episodes. Choose your own price. Choose your own adventure. 
So much entertainment for your ears. You're going to love them. Those are the good shows. Because I, those are the ones that I'm putting effort into now. As you can tell, this one's a little more... Oh, boy. Vacation, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> How's that time you took a vacation, Drew? Uh, I mean, when I went to New York for that week and got kidney stones and it turned into not a vacation anymore. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a year plus, at least. That was that was pre-pandemic. What 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 you need to do is so, take yourself a vacation. How many eventually? I'm not. I'm not gonna say what or why or how. That's up to you. You can do a vacation that's just, I'm not leaving my bed for 48 hours. I mean, eventually. I brought my TV into my room. I got my video games here. I got my. I brought a bunch of food up with me. That'd be weird. Hey, different strokes. Different strokes for different folks. It's strokes for folks? It's hard to swap out folks and strokes for, to, to strokes and folks. Folks. What is a folk? What is a folk? And what's a stroke a for, that, st- for that matter? A stroke is when you're like hip rolling down the street, but then your brain hemorrhages and you fall your ass over. You just have yourself a stroke. What's the other one? A folk. A folk, a folk is uh, it's like it's like you know you got your poke your your the pokes of a wheel, right? There's, those are spokes. You got the spokes of a wheel. <laughs> Pokes of the, the pokes of the wheel. <laughs> no, you had the pokes of the wheel. No, you're right. It's the spokes. I took the S and put it at the end. Extra S. Pokes of the wheel. You're bad at this. Yeah, I tried. I tried. It's uh, you know, I got a little not not, not necessarily some burn, but I got the itchy skin. It's mm-hmm. One third of mine is is preoccupied by my skin itching. Okay. Like just trying to like itch it mentally, mentally, but like. Block that out. Use your Tai Chi skills. But then I'm like, I don't have any Tai Chi skills. I, I skipped those classes. If I took the classes, I could have been like Keanu Reeves and Giant Demonic was in the bathroom. They never gave you... Did, where where were you, was there options for classes? For, uh, yeah, you know, you go into the, the, the yellow pages and you just look up Tai Chi classes. And then you go down to Highland Boulevard, the corner of Newdorp. You go to... Big Jim's Tai Chi. He's got in the strip mall there between the pizzeria and the mattress store. And it's just a dude. Looks like Kenny Powers. It's like, I'm going to teach you Tai Chi. Okay. All right, cool. 20 bucks a month. That guy. Okay. I, I was like, nah, I'm good. I got pizza instead. And then went laying down the mattress store on the other side. So I had to walk by his window again a second time that he watched me walk by. It was very awkward. Eating a slice of pizza. It was like this money that you wanted for your Tai Chi class, I'm now eating essentially mm-hmm. in one of the worst foods possible. Slice and of then pizza. I'm going to go take a free nap. And then I'm going to go take a free nap under the guise of I'm going to buy this mattress. Mm-hmm. But then they know I'm not going to because at this point I'm also a 13 year old child. <laughs> but they're what? like, yeah, this is back in Staten Island. Huh. I was 13. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, uh,. I don't know Tai Chi, so my my brain is trying to focus on on not itching. It's that thing where like you itch for a second, you feel better, and then like your skin flares up, and you're like, "Oh, that feels weird." No, when was the last time you had sunburn? It's been a long time. I tan real well. You tan well for parts that see the sun. Yeah. What about the parts of you that don't see the sun? They don't really 
or not. They don't. Or, they don't. You want to take? You want to test that, buddy? <laughs> you want to go out to the beach one day? Let's go and lay out. You'll see me slather on 100 SPF every 40 minutes. I mean, I'll be using SPF 50. 50. Playing That's what with, I need. Playing with fire, That's man. Why don't you just rub butter on your skin? Bro? I mean, 50. Could. What's wrong with you? 50. <laughs> just you just put olive oil on your skin and then be like, son, come get me. Dude, when I was growing up, my mom was like, SPF 30. It's all you need. Yeah, well, the sun was a little different back then. No. <sighs> I feel like I could def- I could withstand way more sun back then than I could now. Things are worse. It's worse. You know we're going to be living on, on if we're still alive, uh, like a hot hell on earth situation in 10 years. Sure. A hot earth situation mm-hmm. in 10 years. Yeah. Water is going to be an issue. Yeah. Serious, man. This is a bad stuff. The water's going to be a huge issue. Yeah, this is a bad stuff. Man. I mean, like the entire Midwest is going to have to move. Yeah, where are you going to move to? Here? Well, no. So somewhere where there's water because we're going to stop pumping it out to them. That's what I'm saying, because we got the water. I mean, we live on a giant aquifer, so Florida's cool. Yeah, so they're going to come here for our as water? Long, as, well, as long as the sea levels don't rise, because then that aquifer gets mixed with salt water, and then we fucked. Oh, okay. Can't drink salt water. Oh, then we fucked. All these years, we don't have the salinization down to salinization? I mean, you'd think if we did, there would be a lot more of it going on, Chris. I know, right? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you guys blew it. Y'all blew that shit. Um... Yeah, so we're just sticking around having a good time. Patreon.com slash Chris, please for the good stuff. Seriously, though, there's some good stuff there. Hey, let's see. Double checking the email just so I'm not a dick about it. In. No emails. Okay, so I'm going to go to my uh, thing here with the, with the stuff, with the news. You ready for this? The things with the stuff in the news. Are you ready for this? Come on. You're awful. This no, is awful. No, so many would. No. How about you jump in? Nope. Not going to happen. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> You're sure? <laughs> I'm Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, Harrison Ford, buddy, is officially back. This Indiana Jones 5 uh, Ooh, production uh, has. Mm. Uh, they have a filming plan that's going down to shoot it in the UK. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen has joined the class along with Phoebe Waller Bridge. Who uh, Harrison Ford requested she also be brought on for some rewrites. Okay, I remember that story from a while ago. Okay, and it's being directed by uh, uh, James Mangold, coming off of what they do after Logan. He did something after Logan. Rush. No, what was that Le Mans movie? The twenty four hour Ford v Ferrari. No. So he did Logan, Ford v Ferrari, and then he's gonna do his. Uh, then he's gonna do this movie. So it's the first non Spielberg directed Indiana Jones film. Is he finally going to die? That's another thing. Is he finally going to die? <laughs> they married him in the last one, and dudes were like, oh, you might as well have just killed him. Uh, not, not, I might as well have just killed him, but, I mean, the last one, there was also Glass Skull Agent Aliens, so... I, I mean, that, that was the least offensive part of that movie, <laughs> I thought. There were other parts of that movie that I wasn't a big fan of. Um, Boyd Holbrook is also in this movie, so... Bland white kid. Bland white guy. Why does, he, why does he keep getting chances? He's another one of these guys that just keeps getting chances. Because so, apparently, maybe he does have talent. It's just he, you know, doesn't get to use it ever. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, he's just or maybe he just chooses room. not to use it. Or, I don't know. I am just putting together now that he was in Logan, so maybe Mangold was he like, was? hey, yeah, I mean, he's a guy with, he's a robot hand guy. 
Oh, you're right. He was. Yeah, he, he was. He was. You're right. He's that young, that young yeah. bland white no, you're guy. Right. But he's in Logan. He's young. He's, he's yeah. the bland white guy in Logan. Yeah. He's also the bland white guy in Predators. Yes. And now I'm just considering that Mangold is probably like, oh yeah, Holbrook, 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 Holbrook. I could use this guy for, for my Indiana Jones movie. Um. So the movie has been updated. To, the last one was updated to the 50s. It's been 10 years. People are thinking this one's just going to be updated to the 60s. And the focus is going to be the um, the space race. Soviets versus U.S. Matt Wickelson's going to be playing. This is all theorized. Well, I mean, aliens are real, so. And also aliens are real. So that, might, that might seriously be in consideration here at some point, right? Or secret Nazis. Because uh, Nazism is always fun to, to punch right, in the yeah. face. So it's always a good time to punch Nazis. Well, yeah. It's always, I mean, yeah. Know, it, fascism. So, so it could be a thing where Matt Smigelson maybe is playing like an old Nazi who uh, gets punched in the face. Yeah. Or maybe the Soviets recruit him or something. Or maybe the Americans recruited him like we really did. Hey. Oh, <laughs> it was good old American ingenuity that blew those Japanese off the face of the earth in those two cities. Well, I mean that was for the most part. Sure, I mean, yeah. I'm talking. I'm talking about the space race. Oh, space we race. Did, yeah, we, yeah. we didn't have an American rocket program. We had a German rocket program. It was a pretty sweet rocket program. Uh, yeah, we pre- uh-huh. we appreciate it, guys. Yeah, and they got that info from the aliens. I don't know about right? that. Yeah, the Roswell area of area fifty one. The conspiracy theory, you know, aliens. Yeah, no. I did the I did the hands apart. What's his name? Christopoulos Papopoulos, <laughs> something like that. Something like yeah. That. That's close enough. No, Giorgio right? Sukalos. Ah, see, come on. I was yeah. pretty close. I have no idea what uh-huh. I was saying. No. <laughs> not trying to make fun of Greek people or nothing. No, he's not Greek. He's from Switzerland. I'm not trying to make fun of Switzerland people or nothing. He's Swiss, just like Eric Von Daniken, who's like his holy man. Who? Eric Von Daniken, the guy who wrote Chariots of the Gods. Oh, who, okay. Who started okay, okay. ancient astronaut theory. The guy who started pretty much. Okay, I get it. Yeah, they're Swiss. Um, so yeah, this, this probably is some sort of 60s space side to the space race somehow, which could bring back the aliens, maybe. We'll see. Will Harrison Ford die? Hopefully. Not, I mean, not him, but goddamn. No. No, character. The character. Hopefully, the angels die. Um, this is very interesting. So, the uh, Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett are currently working on Face Off 2. Mm-hmm. And for them, they never ever wanted it to be a remake or a reboot. Now, the studio was trying to remake it or reboot it, do something new with it. Um, but Wingard and Barrett apparently, where's the quote? Uh, my understanding, who is this? This is the writer, Barrett. My understanding is there have been many development processes trying to get another face-off going over the years. I think it was developed as a remake for a long time. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We actively, for a year and a half, aggressively pitched face-off to the studio. Aggressively, like once a month. Adam and I would have these two-and-a-half-hour phone calls with these executives where we just tried to explain to them what our pitch was. No one could understand what we were talking about because once the faces switch, it becomes real hard to keep track of who's who. Basically, we convinced the studio to allow us to write a treatment, and then they understood what we were pitching, and they were like, okay, fine, you can write a script. So basically, Wingard and Barrett, the guest team, and you know they've been working together yeah. since, uh, even before that, they are the ones who were like, this has to be a We sh- have an idea. We want to do a straight sequel. Yeah, you guys are you're missing the boat here. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Also, this is fun. Talking about the guest and how there's a uh, the connection to the guest and people are always talk about uh, the references of the movie. Here's the writer again. Um, so talking about Face Off, the original, and the guest. The butterfly knife has the same arc in both films. 
I'm shocked that no one has ever picked up on that. People always talk about Halloween and Terminator 2, but no one ever mentions Face Off, even though it's like literally the exact same story. Basically up to and including how the weapon is used against the person that gave it. It's 100% the same thing from Face Off. <laughs> we're not doing a sequel to the guests because we're doing a sequel to Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> And that will probably scratch that itch for a lot of people, quite honestly, because we're committed to doing, obviously, an R-rated, real, legit face-off sequel. So, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does make sense. Face-off would be like a sci-fi-tinged action movie with elements of, like, you know, thriller stuff. No. That's the guest. That is the guest. That's fun. Uh, going from face-off to R-rated stuff to um, computer-animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. <sighs> All right. Trying again. We're trying again. This time, uh, the studio is, uh, or the, who is it? Who's giving it the, 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 it's Universal? No, who is it? We always see, when you see the movies, it says in the beginning, Paramount. I think it's Paramount. Uh, they're working with Point Grey, which is Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's production studio. Okay. And Seth Goldberg tweeted something out, like a picture that would be ostensibly Leonardo's, uh, like a page of his journal, his scrapbook or whatever. And it has a date on the top of it, which is August 11, 2023. And that's the date that this movie's coming out. Okay. The, this uh, Rogen, Goldberg produced turtles movie uh which he also confirmed um that they're going for like they want you know they're, they're not trying to do some sort of gritty like oh is this for adults or anything like it's, it's still gonna be a family movie and all yeah. that stuff so see how see how it turns out i'm interested no if you if you want gritty you should be reading the uh the new turtles that's going on right now the, the, the one where they all die and only one was left Michelangelo's the lone sole survivor. Of course, that's Michelangelo. <laughs> of course, you have to make the fun one the sad one at the end. Is there ever a panel where he's just crying? And he I don't goes, know. I haven't. You haven't read it. I haven't read it. I hope that there's one panel. I, I just read that it was. It's close up of his face. That it's the last Ronin, and he's got a single tear. He's crying, and then he's just saying, "Cowabunga." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, oh, I feel you, Michelangelo. I feel you. That's so funny, yeah. I've been hearing about that one for a minute now. Yeah. It, it's supposed to be really good. That's why people are talking about it. That's why people are bringing it, it up. Yeah. yeah it's so funny. I haven't read Obviously, I'm going to wait till it yeah, comes to graphic novel. It, yeah, let it... I'm not reading this monthly bullshit. Wait for it to be done. Buy the whole thing for 15 bucks. You're good to go, right? Exactly. So... I mean, it takes a year or two, but yeah. <laughs> you need instant gratification. Sometimes. Instant gratification. You need instant gratification. <laughs> Do I want to take out syllables or add syllables? That's always a question with these words sometimes. The uh, Super Mario Brothers, uh, there's a version out there with 20 minutes of deleted scenes added back in. What? That's right. This is the world we live in. It's uh, it's not necessarily a hellscape, but it's close. I mean, it's pretty close. Yeah, getting and apparently getting closer every day with the, shit like this. Getting closer by twenty minute increments. So uh, there's a bunch of deleted scenes out there. There are apparently fifteen minutes of deleted scenes. Actually, the way they got these scenes are very funny. Um, the producer was Roland Joffe. This guy's worked in Hollywood for years, and uh, they had an auction of his estate after he passed away. And in that auction, someone purchased uh, some VHS tapes. So one of those VHS tapes had 15 minutes of deleted scenes from Super Mario Brothers. Isn't that fucking crazy? What the Christ. So that shit got put online. Uh, and now someone took those minutes, 
plus apparently five extra minutes and that they found somewhere and put them all in and now you have a full ass two hour version of this movie that uh, is really bad and it's out there people and it's uh it's available let me see, and i think there's a way to find it let me see it is, what does not, it say? It is not good caesar restored with the help of filmmaker garrett gilchrist who's behind the restoration of the thief and the cobbler and a variety of muppets projects Blippity bloppity blue. Uh, so if you want to watch people, it's out there. It sounds awful. It does sound awful. Doesn't it sound awful? It sounds awful. Um, this is fun though. Creed three being directed by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, looking at you know all these movies, the whether it's Rocky or it's Adonis, you gotta have someone to box. You gotta have someone mm-hmm. to fight. This is the first movie since. Uh, going back to Dolph Lundgren, that they're casting a non-boxer okay. for the boxing antagonist role. And they are courting a very busy person. Hopefully he can fit it into a schedule, but a one Jonathan Majors. Ooh. Who is, now we've we seen in the Lovecraft country, secretly ripped. Yeah, <laughs> super huge. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God, this guy's a giant. <laughs> what the fuck? Lovecraft. Uh, this guy's huge. So, um, yeah, man, we're looking like it could be Michael B. Jordan versus Jonathan Majors in Creed 3. For, uh, Sounds good to me. In, his, in Michael B. Jordan's Creed 3. That, yeah, it could be really good. Could be good. Could be terrible. Can't wait to find out. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jonathan Majors, to refresh people, he's uh, got cast as Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania, which is apparent. I, oh, I love the name. Great title. <laughs> great title, Quantumania. And then apparently Kang's supposed to be one, one of the big bads of the next uh, phase of Marvel. So. It makes sense. Yeah. He is Kang the Conqueror. That's a great, great name. That's a, what a fucking wonder. We're, what are we wondering? And now Wanda. I wonder if he's... I wonder if he's Kree. Oh, is Kang part of the Kree? They are also doing um, Secret Invasion as a TV show. Are they called Secret Invasion or Secret War? Secret Invasion. Which they've already hinted at too, anyway. Uh, in the Marvel Universe that the Kree are now have infiltrated and they're pretending to be people and they're out there who knows who it's all it's all comic book nonsense now it's kind of fun mm. I'm drinking something juice looking up something online come out and set home cooking some food for dinner we're all having a good time apparently he's human never mind Ah, he's a human he's just got blue face for some reason because he's from the future I think it's a mask future blue face I think it's a mask oh okay interesting oh he's a conqueror um, that's gonna be fun, though. That's gonna be all. Oh, that's gonna be fun. I enjoy the majors. Uh, Robert Rodriguez has a detective thriller starring Ben Affleck and Alice Braga. Uh, it's called Hypnotic, and it's uh, starting production soon. And I'm just bringing this up because it's uh, it's Rodriguez. His last movie was, um, I'm pretty sure it was Battlestar, Elite Battle Angel, Alita. Battle Angel? What was that called? Alita. Alita. Battle Angel. Battle Angel. Yeah. But the manga is called... Battle Angel Alita. Which I just... That sounds more fun that way. I think. I don't know why. I don't know why. I like it more. Uh, and people online... Like, that movie has a small but hardcore fan base. Uh, people who really want the sequel. Because that whole movie... The movie didn't get interesting until the last five seconds. Yeah. And everyone's it, like, we want the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that bullshit, though? Just... 
put all your ideas in one movie, man. Don't don't set up a sequel. If you got a good idea, put it in this one, and then we'll decide if we want more. Don't be like, oh, you. You're, By the way, the good stuff's coming. Yeah, next. right. Just you wait. Oh, now you see what we're setting up. Oh, are you having me set for two and a half hours for you to just be like, look what I'm setting up? Then you want me to wait two and a half years for <laughs> Fuck you, right? Fuck you is what you get. I mean, I agree. I think Marvel does a pretty good job of having so many movies that do feel pretty standalone-ish. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they also set other things up. There's, set, there's, yeah. there's, there's a piece of the puzzle woven into the set story. Yeah, but it's rare when you have like an Infinity War where the movie ends and it's like, oh, shit, cliffhanger. Like, what? I got what's happening next. You know, mostly it's like... Yeah. The story is contained and it's done, but now here's something that maybe it's coming. You know, back here's something. Yeah, we'll we'll see what they're doing with all this new stuff. They they in front of um when was that last week? The uh, Quiet Place per dose, which is uh, making all the money, not all the money, but like the amount of money that it made at the box office uh, so far, like opening weekend. It's practically the same amount of money that the first one made two years ago. Which when it comes to sequels. Same amount or better. That's what you want, right? You just don't want to, don't want to make less. Considering the pandemic and all that stuff, like people legit want to fucking see this movie but, yeah. and want to get back out in theaters. So uh, it's doing pretty good box office wise. Um, but uh, the uh, I was gonna say you're talking about. Oh yeah, so in front of that movie, they had a long sort of commercial trailer thing, like a hype video, I guess. Rose like reminding you of the journey of the Avengers and the Iron Man going back to mm-hmm. Iron Man and the whole building everything up, building everything up. And then at the end it was like now Black Widow and you know, showing you all the footage they had, what are movies they have, uh, and then like titles and, and trying to sell in the next four or five. No, actually they went all the way up to Quantum Mania, which is like twenty twenty three. And maybe even Gardens of the Galaxy. So it's just a big like Remember us, guys. We haven't guys, put out a movie we, in a year. We got now. movies. Yeah, we got movies. So forget about us. We got movies. And but it did feel like also a way for them to be like, uh, please come see Black Widow. Please, please. We we spent so much money on this, and we lost so much momentum. Please come see this fucking movie. No. And I'm really interested in seeing if people are going to come out. Are you going to uh, get your pass I, up I for mean, that one? I mean, when's Black Widow? That's like uh, early June. No, it's already June. Soon. Is it out? It's got to be soon, man. Like within <laughs> within a few weeks, it has I, mean, to be I should soon. get my pass here relatively soon. You might as well because you're gonna have that and Fast Nine this month. I'm pretty sure this month. Fast and Furious in space. Yeah, well, they're, they're kissing space, <laughs> right at the edge of space. And next month, at the end of the month, is uh, the Green Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's other stuff coming out in the in the in between. Um, there's a new David O. Russell movie. I, I saw a whole bunch of articles on some websites that were like, Taylor Swift signs up for a new movie. I was like, oh, okay, good for her. Who gives a shit? Oh, and then some that were like, Tyler, Taylor Taylor Swift signs up for uh, Mar- with Margot Mar- Margo Robbie to be in a movie with Margot Robbie. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever, who gives a shit? Uh, and then I saw another article. I was like, Taylor Swift signs up for a David O. Russell film. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Guys, give me the information up top. Now I'm interested. I don't give a shit about her, but it's a David O. Russell movie. Uh, so here we go, David O. Russell. Here is the cast that Taylor Swift is joining, and uh, you know what? This is the type of thing where like, you want to be an actress, get thrown in the fire, maybe you'll up your game, right? Maybe the show really show us something when she's acting with Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Rami Malek, Zoe Saldana, Anna Taylor Joy, Chris Rock. Yeah, come on, 
Come on. Some talent. That's a hell of a cast. Uh, the movie is about, uh, let's see, we can't blah, 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 Oh, Mike Myers, Robert De Niro, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, Andrew Riceboro, Matthias Schoenarts, and Alessandro Novo- Nivola. Those guys have a nice late career comeback. That's the rest of the cast, really covered. And Taylor Swift's like, mm, let me just get up in here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking cast. Jesus. Um, and, uh, yeah, this guy, Alessandro Nivola, speaking of Face Off, I wonder if he's going to play... What happened to... The, the little brother character in Face Off. Did he die? Bat- Maddox? Pax? Paxson? What's that I guy's think so, name? Maybe. He had to like tie his shoes at one point because he's like a genius but also stupid. No. Um, or just lazy. Or just, I don't know what he is. Um, and then he was in The Art of Self-Defense. Right? He was the, yeah. um, he was the lead, but the bad guy in that. Yep. And then he played the um, the swarthy Englishman in the, um, the BBC remake of Black Narcissist pretty okay. recently. It's interesting seeing this guy popping up now all of a sudden. Like, he's been around, but now he's getting, like, some bigger uh, some bigger things. Um, anyway, this will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's David O. Russell. Even his bad movies are good. Like, I mean, American Hustle was fun. Yeah, you, you had fat Christian Bale. Yeah. Talk, talking about the magic oven. What was, that, what was mm-hmm. he calling the microwave? Something stupid. It's on fire. I'm fat now. <laughs> yeah, you You're are. You're like, all right. Good, <coughs> good for you, guy. Good for you. This is fun. This is good stuff. We're having a good time making movies. Um, I said we were going to bring him up. Here he is, Russell Crowe. I'm back, mate. I'm born in New Zealand. People all identify me with Australia, though, so it's fine. Um, <clears throat> people have been clamoring for that Master and Commander sequel. You ever see that movie? Master and Commander, Far Side of the World. Yes. No. no? Uh, people love that movie to the point where it's like Why? it's on my perpetual to watch list. <laughs> Why? Uh, I think it's just really well made. It's Wolfgang Peterson, who's a uh, you know a good workaday director. You, I mean, it's just it's just sailing boats. I think. Right? I, I think it's the type of thing where um they people enjoy the details of the sailing. They get okay. really into how they do that stuff. Uh, and according to this one I'm reading, people enjoy Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany's banter together. They uh, play uh, Mr. Bettany. Yeah, Mr. Bettany's in it. So um, it has its fans, for sure. I've I've so only maybe, seen people talk about it in, like, happy terms. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, I wish you fucking... So, 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 so we've got this. Vision and Zeus? Vision and Zeus are like, oh, let's go. Let's go, man. Let's <laughs> master the world and command the seas. Well, according to... Oh, and it's also based on a 21-book series. So if you have time in your hands, 21 books about sailing the ocean blue. As an, an Englishman, right? Uh, Patrick O'Brien, an <laughs> Irishman, maybe. No. An Irishman, maybe. I wrote these things lightly. The, uh, so, uh, for fans of that movie, unfortunately, they're not getting their sequel, but instead a reboot. Of the whole thing, okay. We're we're giving because 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 we're gonna get uh, a, a new sailing series. We're gonna get a whole no a, a sailing trilogy. Th- this will be a movie. A master and commander trilogy. Well, man, maybe they'll do a trilogy of three books, and then we'll see how it goes. And then, and then if it goes well, we got six solid trilogies ready to go. Come on. Um, writing the script is Peter Ness who is known for adapting two of his own novel novels for the screen. Remember the movie A Monster Calls about the the boy, I think it was a boy, who sat about his mom dying of cancer, so he draws like pictures of a monster, and then it comes to life. No. Uh, I never watched the movie because the trailer made me cry. I was like, I ain't, I ain't trying to get down like that. 
uh, and then this movie is out now that no one likes Chaos Walking the the no. Tom Holland um, Daisy yeah, Ridley movie I hear it's bad it's supposed to be bad bad I oh. can't wait to see it enough uh, you know a more uh, a freer free, environment yeah, yeah. yeah and by freer I mean you know where I can be nude so oh, I was gonna say where I don't have to pay anything yeah well that too so uh, this track record is kind of spotty but he's writing it we'll see how it goes uh, part of the reason why it's happening is uh, the in thanks to the old Disney buying up the world, now they own 20th Century Studios, nay, 20th Century Fox, and uh, they're like, hey, we'll put some money into this master, this master and command of nonsense. Did you see the um, the Batman tease for the Flash movie? Yes, the, that image of the uh-huh. of the of Keaton's suit. Yes, the close up of the suit with a little yeah. bit of like uh, corn syrup, yeah. red corn syrup uh-huh. splattered on it's, it. It's uh, like very Watchmen esque. Yeah, it's very Watchmen esque actually. Yeah, that's a good observation. The uh, that was Andy Muschietti, uh, the what is he South Argentinian? I think I think he's Argentinian, the director of uh, of the Flash movie, and it's crazy that's actually happening. Because this thing has been in development for years, yeah. and it's had uh, three or four different directors hired onto it and then leave at different points. So, but Ezra Miller has been with it the whole time, the whole time, and uh, it's gonna be Flashpoint. He's like, I want to be. He's like, I want to be Flash so bad. I want to keep being Flash. I want that. I want them Flash bucks. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, man, Michael Keaton's gonna be in this fucking thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're doing Flashpoint, it's gonna be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And then it's uh, Muschietti. He has a pretty good director. Like, like it was good. It yeah. Chapter 1 yeah, it was, was very good. It Chapter 2 was nah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow less good. Yeah, somehow. I don't know, guys. Maybe we just stick with the kids. Stick with the kids, mate. Okay, let's see what we got here. Oh, how about a Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 update? Okay. All right. We got a we got a we got casting news. Here we go. Um. So Shamik Moore is coming back as Miles Morales. Haley Stan Haley Steinfeld, uh, niece of uh, Body by Jake. That guy. Really? <laughs> yeah. I love that detail. <laughs> so weird. Body by Jake's niece. <laughs> Haley is Gwen Stacy again. Uh-huh. And um, multiple direct. I don't know if these are the same directors. Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson are directing. I think they may, those may be new directors. Lord Miller still producing. Um, this is all according to the Hollywood Reporter. Joining the cast as Jessica Drew, aka Spider Woman. Okay. Okay. Is uh, Issa Ray. Nice. All right. So there we go. And there we go. That's. Oh, I got. Oh, um, yeah. No news on like. I'm sure they'll bring. They'll bring in. Um, find a way to bring in Spider Ham, uh, Noir Spider Man. Right? That'd be cool if they can bring bring all them back because that was that was fun. That was fun. But I'm also sure they'll find new versions too. Well, no, exactly. I'm sh- I'm sure. I mean, it's multiverse shit, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. It is, and it's and it's animated. So it's, we can do doubly what the fuck we want. <clears throat> And now audiences are even more aware of the concept of multiverses, thanks to both TV and science. Uh, and and well, no, no, not science. Movies, science. People don't know shit from science. People are idiots. You got to take the science and then put them in dumb movies. And they're like, oh, multiverse. Now I get it because I saw the Ant Man do it. <laughs> okay, 
I know about the multiverse because I saw the Ant-Man do it in the movies. I, I took my nephews. I take my nephews to all the Marvel movies, like the Batmans and the Toy Stories, mm-hmm. and I learned about the sciences that way. Awful way to learn about science, but okay. I didn't have a good education growing up. I'm doing the best I can, Drew Cogvins. I'm an old I'm an old laundry lady making eighty four thousand dollars a year. It's a lot of money. <laughs> I have to be able to afford to take my nephews to the movies. We're gonna go see John Wick four. It's gonna be great. They cast Donnie Yen. I know it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Donnie Yen, fuck yeah. Um well, apparently he's playing an ally though, so okay. we're not gonna get any Wick Yen fisticuffs. Maybe, maybe they'll find a reason. Maybe in the, the beginning. Yeah, the, like the miss. Uh, they don't. One person doesn't ID himself right away. And they're like, yeah. Oh, oh, it's me. <laughs> That'll be awesome, though. Uh, yeah, he's gonna play a guy who like um, they have similar uh, enemies, like an old friend. He's the old assassin friend or something. Uh, so I just want to bring up John McFord. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Donnie Yen. Awesome. That's fucking awesome. People should watch Donnie Yen. First Donnie Yen movie I ever saw was uh, when Quentin Tarantino got the Weinsteins to pick up and release Iron Monkey, which at that point, I mean, Iron Monkey was already like four years old, five years old when they put it out in 2000, 2001. Uh, but he got on to play it in theaters and... That shit blew my mind. It was so good. And uh, that was the first time I saw Donnie Yen in anything. Yeah. For sure. And then he kept popping up himself. I was like, oh, it's, it's, hey, it's the Iron <laughs> Monkey guy. This guy fought the Iron Monkey. This guy's awesome. I like this guy. Uh, oh, is that, in, is that it for movie news? That's it for movie news. Oh, damn. Now we got to go into streaming news. Just Cogburn. Jupiter's Legacy. I've seen the... Uh... Things on Netflix for it. Yeah, it's um, Josh. Well, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, and uh, or is it do ha Mel? That scared me. <laughs> that genuinely shocked me. Um, was he dating Fergie or married to her for a while or I something? I think know. so. I don't know. That's our old. Uh, that's our old gossip segment. Um, they uh, canceled that shit. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. After that season bad. one canceled. Sorry. And that what's funny is that it's um the first series of from the Mark Miller Millar the Mark Miller. Oh, that's the first one that hasn't clicked. Yes. No, I think it's the first one they've done. Have they done other Miller World stuff yet on Netflix? I think it's their oh, first, not on Netflix. I think it's their first Miller World Netflix show. Okay. Because he he uh, came to an overall deal with them, and part of the release when they announced the canceling of the show was like. Oh, you know, this sets the groundwork for further shows, for other things we're going to do, blah, blah, as if it was almost like, this was the plan all along sort of thing. No, it wasn't. You wanted this shit to click just like everything else. Yeah, it did not. People, know they ignored the show in droves, apparently. You know, they're asking, like, hey, when we get in that kick-ass show, come on. (laughs) I mean, that, that I'd watch. Yeah. For whatever reason. People would watch, cause we know what kick-ass is. We'd watch a kick-ass show. Yeah. I didn't give a shit about Jupiter. Another show about an old guy. You know what's up? Another problem. His character, even though he had long hair, uh, just <laughs> Mel's character um, looked too much like Omni Man. I mean, yes and no. Yeah, they had like a white and red suit. He's yeah. an older man, like a good sort of peppery, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm like, man, this bad is, timing. Like this Invincible is great. And then I see Jupiter's Legacy pop up. It's like another guy with yeah. a kid. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, live action version? Fuck that. Yeah, I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, well, that and I see, I watched the little trailer that they had for it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, the flying looked weird. 
Because it's all live action. Yeah. So, yeah. like, superhero suits in the real world look like shit. We've learned that from the X-Men movies. Yep, yep, yep. So. Yep. They look weird. They always look awkward. You just no. have to embrace the awkward on them and go for it, you know? Because oh, there's a man in spandex somehow. The worst one in recent days has to be, for even being a traditional suit, the Shazam suit. Yeah. Like, it was, it was a guy just put on a muscle suit. That dude, Zachary, whatever his name is, he, like, worked out and had huge muscles. And they put a suit on him that just looked like a molded yep. muscle suit. It was. It looked, yeah. it looked insane. It looked insane. Well, he has to be able to fight the rock. <laughs> yeah, who's going to show up with real muscles? <laughs> real muscles. And then you get, and then he's kind of like some sort of skin-tight thing that's, like, he's like saying a rip out of it every other take. Um, Here's some good news for FX and Hulu. Uh, what do we do in the shadows season three and why the last man season one? Oh, maybe somebody actually made this shit. FX has been trying Drusa Cogburn for years to make this shit. I've been, FX specifically. Oh, uh, I think, I mean, I know people wanted to make movies and, yeah. and there, so many people, it's been on a lot of people's plates. Uh, Shia LaBeouf has been attached in different ways over the years. He's aged out of it. Now he's crazy yeah. and, and, you know, and well, like, long-term rehab mm-hmm. and should probably be in jail at this point probably he needs the the robert downey jr treatment of just here's an orange suit and some shackles have fun maybe it'll uh maybe it'll even things out maybe you know have fun in gladiator academy like chino yeah. that's a that's a heat reference um oh, i lost my place here we go uh coming in september yeah what we do in shadow season three which is like uh guillermo is now he's been outed as a proficient vampire killer amongst his vampire uh, family, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And then Why the Last Man? Yeah, the um, last man and his monkey. Is it all male animals? It's just him and the monkey are the only males left? So even the animals are female? Mm-hmm. So they, can, they can't last that long, then, can they? Can they? Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. Uh, how long did that thing run for? Do you remember? A while. I mean, it's like 12 volumes of graphic novel. Damn. So, I mean, that is maybe a year each, right? A year's worth of stuff for each, no, each book? No, because each, each book is like four to five comics. Okay. Which is, you know, comics are monthly. So maybe six years, five or six years Something then, like depending on how they bump, yeah. bump them together. Interesting. Um, well, September. Here we go. I'll check it out. Peacock has a show called The Resorts coming. Okay. Uh, the, the creators of the show. It's a well, it's a, some sort of thriller. Let me see what it says. That's a bop, bop, bop. I said thriller. All of a sudden, it came in my head. That 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 song has one of the scariest raps ever. When Vincent Price is like. Ghosts and goblins. It does that whole part. It's very, very spooky. Very you're, scary. You're ghosts and goblins. Um, the uh, what's this guy's name? Andy Sierra. Sierra is the writer of the movie Palm Springs. Oh yeah, that was all right. It's funny. It's a little sci-fi time loop stuff in there. He did a pre- pretty okay job. My people liked it, so he got an eight-episode order from. Peacock for The Resort, described as a multi-generational exploration of love, marriage, and family vacations, set amidst one of the Mayan Riviera's most bizarre unsolved mysteries. So it's like family vacation at a Mayan resort, 
but uh, some old Mayan supernatural shit's going to go down. What? So it's this guy, Ciara, and he's writing the show, and will executive produce it, and Mr. Robot's Sam Esmail will also be executive producing. What? I think that's pretty good. Um, it's more like, like he produced Homecoming, so he didn't direct it, but it still kind of felt like a, a Sam Esmail-y kind of show yeah you know, I only saw season one I didn't see the second season I tried now. watching season two and it just wasn't as good I think that's part of the reason why I didn't bother watching yeah because you were you came back we're like man and then I was like oh no, I watched like the first three or four episodes and I was just I, I never finished it um so I just yeah. didn't care yeah shit that happens man there's too much stuff too much stuff to force yourself to care about things right I, so anyway that's coming the resort peacock original uh, let's get into some biz stuff. Box office. Oh, yeah, I did, I did pull something here. But Quiet Place Part 2, $48 million opening weekend last weekend. Good for Good them. For bunch of money. Good for them. That is a bunch of money. Damn. Um, announced, I think, yesterday or the day before, Quiet Place. Patois. Oh, yeah. Pat, wait, Patois? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Quiet Place Patois? Patois. <laughs> uh, it's been announced officially. It's coming. Starring Emily Blunt. And uh, produced and written by Krasinski and being directed by Jeff Nichols, who I think the last thing he directed may have been that Midnight Special movie with Joe Edgerton and Michael Shannon. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And then the movies did before an hour, Take Shelter. Which and, is fucking crazy. Yeah, I love that movie. And um, did a great movie called Shotgun Stories with I Michael st- Shannon. I still don't know if it actually rained oil or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know. Could be. Oh, we also did a movie Loving with Joe Edgerton. And um, oh, and uh, Ruth Negga. Ruth Negga. Yeah, that's yeah. Tr- based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never watched it, but I kept seeing the fucking trailers. And you know what? I saw the trailers. Like, I get it. Love, oh, yeah, love conquers all. Racism sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> duh. <laughs> I, I get it, guys. Can I get? A, can I get a movie about a sci-fi child with glowing eyes? Okay, fine. Who's from an alternate? Yeah, like an alternate on dimension, world, world. but on the same planet. Yeah, like it's on it's, our planet. It's all here. But it's not like he uh, like he shimmered over here by accident. We gotta get him to shimmer back somehow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a weird ending. Um, I could rewatch that movie. That's a good movie. No, it is. That's a good one. Mission Impossible. No, oh, excuse me. Mission Colon Impossible Seven as to shut down filming again due to COVID again. Oh, is Tom Cruise flipping the fuck out? I don't think so because apparently this is just from a traditional COVID screening. They they're, they're screening everyone constantly all the time. And they got someone. They they got a pop. They got a positive. Yeah. Uh, this just gonna keep happening for people who keep testing. Just because we're getting, everyone's getting all not even everyone. Only like forty percent of us are vaccinated, and it's really not taking them much higher. So COVID's gonna be sticking around for a while. Uh, this guy on the PGA tour, he, there's a yeah. Uh, he he was up like six strokes and he, he was crushing he, it. Yeah. He was doing amazing. COVID <laughs> was giving him superpowers, man. He was like doing yeah. goddamn. EA Sports Tiger Woods trick shots. It was incredible. And then they walk up to him like, you gotta go. <laughs> you got COVID, son. You gotta go. Um, that's crazy. And then they won't say whether or not he was vaccinated. Um, which you're like, you know, PGA won't put out that information, which is private medical information, but PGA is full of fucking right-wing, rich-as-fuck uh, conservative golfers. And I promise you, a majority of the golfers ain't vaccinated. I yeah. promise you they're not vaccinated. They're probably the what then? Yeah, yeah, they're all. It's fake. It's not real. Plus, I'm outside, and then he's got COVID, uh, and then he loses down on how many hundreds of thousands, if not a million, million and a half now because he was that. kicking ass. Uh, meanwhile, like a week ago, uh, the New York Yankees 
what the MLB did was if 85% of your staff, of your overall staff, not just a team, but the whole staff is vaccinated, then you can relax your all your uh, COVID regulations and shit, whatever. Um, like a couple weeks ago, eight people on the Yankee staff tested positive for COVID. All of them vaccinated. They're all fucking breakthrough cases, but only one, that, that was the problem. Seven of them asymptomatic. Only one of them had mild symptoms. So that's why it was spreading around because they're all hanging out together. Yeah. Uh, but then if one of them were hanging out with like someone who wasn't vaccinated, that person could have got fucked up, yeah. which is which is the issue. Uh, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Just COVID's error. Bill Maher got COVID. Uh, he's been vaccinated. He got COVID. He had to he had to miss a taping of a show for the first time ever. I don't even like Bill Maher. I just came up in the, mm-hmm. the thing. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I don't know why I'm not. Why, why am I? The world sucks. I'm scared. You might you might die. I don't want, no, might. When? That's the question. No, you're going to die. Yeah. The question is when? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? On your way to work. <sighs> so yeah, cause, so, so I still got to get up early? You still got to go through the whole mental preparation of getting yourself, waking up, knowing like you have to go to like work. This. I don't like this at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to make it as bad as I can. It's, for a, you. it's the worst thing. It's the worst thing to be. And then our patrons are only going to have one preloaded episode ready to go. Yeah, and that, that then it's going to be. It's not even going to be like any sort of like notification. Like, like the only way people are going to know is like if Bill does something on the internet and like tells somebody somewhere. Maybe the Twitter parody account will. Well, how will they know? Uh, I don't know who does the Twitter parody, account. and if I don't tell them why. that you're dead, why? I mean, I'll tell Bill that you're dead. Okay. Okay. That works. <laughs> it's on Bill. Bill, it's on you. Bill Bill deserves to know if you die. Bill, though, it's on you to let the people know when I pass untimely on my way to work. Because tomorrow. Tomorrow. Because <laughs> I, I dropped my uh, 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 McMuffin sandwich on the floor, and I was trying to pick it up without stopping. Yep. And I didn't see the train coming. Yes. I was also driving on the train tracks. <laughs> it gets me to work faster. The train tracks are right there. They cut right through. There's no red lights. I don't know why pe- more people don't do it. Why don't more people do it? You'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Boyega had to drop out of a Netflix movie called Rebel Ridge. Rebel Ridge is a Jeremy Saulnier movie. Uh, for people who don't know that name, he's the guy who did Blue Ruin and Green Room. Uh, the first two episodes of season three of True Detective and his most recent movie. Uh, my least favorite of all his movies was recent, the recent one. Which, what was it called? Um, Hold the Dark. Didn't see it. You didn't see that one? It's okay. It's okay. It's got one like scene of this dude that they're coming to like uh, arrest him. So And he's just like in a barn in the middle of nowhere in some snowy nowhere. So he uh, sets up a, uh, a fitty cow. On a on a tripod on the second floor, and then as the cops try to come in, he just starts taking them out. So they're trying to raid the house while he's just, just shooting, <laughs> and they're just people are just being blown away. It's the type of violence where it's like, whoa, it's too real. Yeah, like I don't need uh-huh. this. But then it ends up being the best part of the movie. Yeah, yeah it was good stuff. And then uh, J- Jeffrey Wright did it. Gangs of London's full of that shit, man. I'm telling you, there's the violence when that when the violence kicks in in that show, Gangs of London. I mean, if I could find a way to stream it without paying for it, then yeah. Fuck, man, fuck. AMC. I don't know. I mean, they have AMC stuff on Hulu, but it's not on Hulu. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! 
Oh, the ghost. The, the ghost is chiming in, guys. Chris, you hear the ghost? Chris, it's fucking hilarious. Guys, have you heard the ghost chiming in in the background? He's pretty scary. This is my ASMR voice. As I could talk close to the microphone. Um. So John Boyega drops out of this movie for, quote, family reasons, end quote. So I'm looking forward to, in a year and a half, two years from now, hearing about the real reasons why I dropped out. Like, that son of a bitch was being racist to me or some shit. You know what I mean? But it seems like uh, family reasons feels like a... Like a fake, like a fake thing, like a not real thing, like a bullshit excuse. That's what I was looking for. Excuse is what I'm looking for. I uh, remember when during the pandemic, Alamo Drafthouse announced they were entering into um, uh, bankruptcy protection, mm-hmm. which included restructuring, debt restructuring. So they were uh, closing stuff and like, not doing things that were planned. Yep. And... So they closed things down. They closed like four or five theaters and announced that the Orlando theater was not going to be uh, done at all. So they are now coming out of that restructuring deal in which the uh, the company's like founder and I guess CEO Tim League plus other group of investors just bought up their own debt. Okay. Essentially, and uh, coming out of that chapter eleven. They have announced that they're going to open five new theaters next year. All right, there we go. So there we go for the death are, of movie are, theaters. Are we getting Orlando back? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I looked it up. I was like, let me see. No. Um, new theaters are headed to Manhattan, which honestly, like... I mean, want, it makes sense. The theaters in Manhattan suck. People are underserved there. They they deserve a nice theater. They all shouldn't have to go to fucking uh, Brooklyn no. just to see a movie. Um, on top of a target. It's above a target, right? It's next to a target. It's next to a target. Um, Washington, D.C. and St. Louis are getting them. Uh, I guess all five are going to those three areas. Yeah. Manhattan, St. Louis, and D.C. The company is... Uh, oh, it'll be Lower Manhattan, a 14-screen theater in the financial district. What? True. That's crazy. Let me explain why. The financial district is teeming with people between the hours of 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. After those hours, nobody goes down. This is the financial district. Why would they be open when... Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting choice. I mean, did, did the tourists hang out in the financial no! district? No! Maybe during the day when shit's happening and they can see people and you can you can do like tours. Of, they probably shut that down. Because of COVID, but you can do you could do tours of stuff like that. Um, and the architecture is beautiful down there if you want to walk around. But it's also a small area, and then you just keep walking up uh, uh, Broadway because it's off Broadway. Just, then you just get back to Broadway and you walk up Broadway to uh, to Canal Street, up towards St. Mark's. You got the 13th Street, got NYU's up there, Union Street, Washington Square Park. You get uh, solicited for for a marijuana purchase. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time hanging out there. But, you know? Isn't it legal in New York now? Now. Oh, yeah, it is now. Good times. <laughs> That's even better. That's even better. Uh, they are going to have a, uh, 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 things there and stuff, and it's cool. Good for them. We don't get nice stuff. So AMC is going to be buying those Arclight and Pacific theaters that closed out in California, which probably they haven't announced officially, but it'll probably include that big Cinerama dome that they have out AMC there. AMC presents Cinerama. Yeah, exactly. And um, they're... Looking to buy that? What's that one theater? The um, uh, Hollywood Hollywood Boulevard, Hollywood something. There's uh, one theater in Hollywood that's like the highest grossing movie theater in the country, and uh, the uh, Stonks 
the Reddit stonks is what made all this possible. The Reddit subreddit uh, Wall Streeters buying up all them stocks, right? Boosting yeah. the value, and then it allowed uh, AMC to change the option of their stocks, and then that Chinese group, the Wanda group sold their stocks they got out of it yeah. which had opened up more stocks for the redditors who bought them shits and that shit that jacked up like four hundred dollars or something for a minute there it was crazy how much it went up to now it's like down 40 something and uh the uh they, now they have all this capital they got all this money and they're using it to fucking buy these theaters they're buying the the the, the busiest theater in the country making some smart in, in the least smart short-term moves financially for a company. So we'll see We'll see if they can parlay that into some continued success. Uh, teased this earlier, but the Warner Media Discovery merger has happened. They announced the name of the new company. They spent many, many days and worked very, very hard to come up with Warner Brothers Discovery. <laughs> Even the like the, the announcement title logo thing is so uninspired. Look how boring that is. It's supposed to be like the Warner Brothers shields on the on the sky background, but it's just a plain Warner Brothers Discovery. And then okay. and then the tagline, the stuff that dreams are made of, which is from the Maltese Falcon, which nobody knows. <laughs> Cause it's from the forties. Good for them. The stuff dreams so almost a hundred years ago, Chris. Yeah, is that incredible? What what they paid someone got paid a lot of money to be like, what if we call it Warner Brothers Discovery? Okay, cool. Here's your check for eighty grand. Thank get, you. Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> I'm sick of your stench. That's crazy. Um, all right, here we go. We're getting to our hot goss segment, the last segment of the episode, the best segment of the episode. We're talking about uh, Brad Pitt and his love life. And how it's getting thrown out there in the press because of uh, Angelina Jolie and their uh, joint custody battle for the kids. This divorce case has been going on for like uh, 44 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they're trying to hammer out the the custody stuff. Brad Pitt's like, I want joint custody. Jolie's like, nah, I want primary custody with supervised visits by the state. And then, you know, I want a nanny cam and ring camera on him. And he's got to pee in a cup and do all this stuff. And uh, to make him seem like an unfit parent or a possible guardian she or the, not she but the le- her legal team trotted out all his like uh, all the people he's been dating lately so apparently <laughs> and it didn't work he's, I think that they got joint custody judges like joint custody who gives a shit it's California they do everything 50-50 in California yeah. um, he was already been involved rumored with uh, this 27 year old lady Nicole Poltorowski, who is apparently herself in an open marriage with a 68-year-old restaurateur named Roland Mary. Good for them. So, they're in a thing. He's a sugar daddy to this girl who's like, I can see whoever I want, and I don't want to see this Brad Pitt film. You can also be sort of a sugar daddy, I guess, you know, because there's an age difference there. Meanwhile, at the Oscars, Brad Pitt met uh Andra Day, who was there because she was nominated for playing Billie Holiday in the Billie Holiday movie on Hulu. And uh, apparently, while she did not walk away with an Oscar, she did walk away with, with Mr. Dick. Pitt's... No. <laughs> Mr. Pitt's dick. <laughs> that sweet, sweet dick. No, the COVID would not allow a quick rendezvous, I guess, in the courtroom. But uh, walk away with them digits. There we go. So uh, that may be... <laughs> 
That's all in the court case. Like, who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Let the man date around these young ladies and also see his children. He is a... He's a kind of old, very rich, very good-looking man. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Let him do whatever he wants. You can do whatever you want. Guys, just end this divorce case. But I mean, Brad Pitt, the kids on the middle. Brad Pitt seems to be going the way of uh, Mr. Redford. On purpose. Yeah. On, on 100% <laughs> purpose. He's like, should I spend more time in a, in a tanning bed to get more wrinkles? He's not wrinkling fast yeah. enough <laughs> for, the, for the Redford track. He's still a good 15 years of wrinkles behind Redford. He used too much lotion. That's what his thing is. He's yeah. using this different back in the day, man. The seventies. He was just like, oh man, I burned my skin. You know what'll be good for that? More, more sun. B- more burn. <laughs> more burn. <laughs> I'm just saying, all the sun, and, and I'll just burn out that top layer, and we'll get the new layer, nice and red and pink, going ahead of time for my my big movie premiere. Premier. Um. Anyway, so Rapids Pitt's getting getting his dick wet. Good for him. And that's it. That's the episode. We're done. Trusa Godwin. Thank you. You're welcome. And you are welcome, listeners, for this week's episode. We'll be back next week with episode 440. What does that mean? I don't know. That means we did 399 previous episodes. 399? 440? No, 300. Oh, boy. My math skills oh are boy. lacking. 439? If you need an accountant, email <laughs> us. Trusa Cogburn does math at gmail.com. I don't, I don't do it well. <laughs> math sucks. I hate it. Um, all right, guys. Kill your masters. Peace out. A PFT Media Production.